fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is servant, uh, Servants of the Lake. It was written by Glenn Owen Barras and is part of a collection of scenarios entitled Doors to Darkness. Our game master is Lauren Eason, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn. So, without further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? March 23rd, 1920 started like every other dreary day in Arkham. Sitting in my dim office amid the complaints of Rodriguez and the hazy smoke from Jeremiah's pipe. There was the usual call from the landlord demanding rent money and the setting dread that I might not be able to pay up this time. Shortly after that, there came a knock and a telegram, a job. At that moment, I was excited and relieved. Now, I'm not so sure. Drysdale was the name on the telegram, a respected name in Arkham. It belonged to Harold Drysdale, the president of the Arkham branch of the Bank of the United States. After meeting at his office, he informed us that his son was missing. Another missing persons case. I should have expected things to go wrong from the start. It all seemed simple enough, though. The kid had a girl over in Kingsport who he was going to go see after dropping out of the university. Though she called Drysdale and said that he never arrived. A trip over to the university revealed that a sudden change had occurred in the young man. His schoolwork was slipping from excellent to non-existent, and his roommate, well, he had quite the theory as to the disappearance. Travis Bryce was his name, and he informed us of what he called the Abniki Terror, a Native American folk myth that supposedly stalked the woods between Arkham and Kingsport. Travis described it as a centuries-old cannibalistic woman of large stature who was missing tongue, eyes, and several fingers. I wish I could still laugh at it as I did then. So through Travis and the checking of various maps, we determined that Drysdale's son was probably at a small joint called Squatters Lake Motel that was on the way to Kingsport. And that's where we went. And it was on the way there that we saw it. It had dashed in front of the car, and Drysdale had stopped and called out to it, believing it to be his son. However, what emerged from those damp trees was far from anything sane. Whatever it was, it looked damnably like the Abniki Terror. No eyes, no tongue, missing fingers, and aggressive. Four rounds had stopped it in its tracks. I don't know what maniac here has figured that poor woman to look like that. And if Drysdale Boy is involved in any of this, well, there's a reason I don't like missing persons cases. Certain people are better left unfound. Excellent. Lauren. Yeah. Good job, Morgan. That was really well put together. Um, we're going to start off from where we left last, and I'm going to go into a little bit more of a detail so it just refreshes our memories from last week. So you arrive at Squatters, Squatters Lake Motel. Uh, as you arrive on the dirt road, you notice that there are several hemlock trees surrounding the lake but you notice they seem to be more um, gathering towards like the southwestern corner of the lake. And you would see this as you were like driving up to like the front entrance. So as I stated from last week, uh, the motel, it's a T-shaped building. The top left of the T is facing the road and holding uh, the reception office where you saw the vacancy sign. You notice that there are eight rooms from the bottom of the T there are four on each side. They're wooden paneled, and the building is uh, it's raised on stilts. 
and you notice that the roof is also flat with porches and balconies along its side. You notice that also that there are six staircases leading to the porches. Four corners connecting to the rooms and two connecting to the front and rear of their like reception office. You also notice as you pull up that there are three, three other um, automobiles. One of them is a Buick model 14B. The second is a 1918 Dort uh, sedan, blue. And the last one is a Ford Model T runabout pickup truck, which seems to be battered. So you arrive and the scene is yours. Uh, is it still raining? Uh, the rain did clear up a little bit, but you have the feeling that it's going to start up again. It kind of like, it's kind of like that um, little you know pause time for it, but you still see the cumulonimbus coming. Boys, I I don't know what that was all about back on the road, but I I can make it worth your while to keep that a uh, keep it quiet. Keep what quiet, Mister Drysdale? Good. You just earned, earned a bonus. You can't buy me with money, Mr. Drysdale. Oh, can't I? What no. kind of money do you make, Mr. Uh, Rodriguez? That's not the point. I did not make a lot. Well, remember, you left the scene of the crime as well. So nobody is going to talk about what happened back there in the woods. What's important now is that if we find James... Now, Drysdale, are any of these vehicles his? No. No, none of them. He's got a Chrysler. Right. Uh, well, let's let's check in the office. Uh, I, are we going to, what, what time is it? Are we going to stay here tonight? The time right now, it's about, I want to say... It's at between five and six. I know it was around okay. the time we left last week, so it's getting to like dusk right now. Well, considering with the the rain and the storm and the road and the thing we left behind, I think that maybe we should stay here for the night. You think? Seems reasonable to me. We can look around uh, in the morning to see if he might have gone off the side of the road somewhere nearby here. Well, let's let's check with the uh, the office. So I, I get out of the car. Okay. We're heading towards the, uh, the the office of the place. So you know, the way you seem to describe it, it's almost like a, a motel, although it's got it's got multiple rooms and then stairs going to them. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. They're cabins, basically. <laughs> yes. Okay. Think of it like um, if like mo- like if Motel Six was back in that era. Right. Like okay. Just to make it easier. basically multiple rooms for tourists, right? That's correct. Yes. Um, so it, I, I assume then there there is a main office, though. Yeah, it's re- it's the uh, reception office. Okay. So and everyone's getting out of the going in, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay. I'll go in and I'll just quietly listen to what they are talking about and observe things in okay. the news, uh, like how old the newspapers are, if there's anything interesting laying around. All right. I kick the mud off my feet as I go inside all right and as you got as you all enter inside you notice that the doors and the window frames they're all painted green 
and you notice that there are oil lamps hanging on the uh, intervals beside each store. So then you, you come to the conclusion that the motel ha is neither connected for gas or electricity. And you notice that the lamps are slightly illuminated uh, since we are coming into dust time. Okay. And as you end, yeah, just so just set the scene a little bit more. And as you enter um, the reception office, you enter and you notice that it's basically like nothing stands out. It's, it's obviously um, old, kind of like very, it's very simple, we'll say. But the one thing that catches your eye is like right above the desk, like where the reception desk is, mm -hmm. you notice that there are two stuffed boar heads and beneath it is a 20 gauge double barrel shotgun. And the, um, beneath that, you see like a rack of keys. And you notice that the desk also holds two oil lamps, a uh, jar full of pencils, and uh, other little knickknacks that you find at a simple motel. Okay. And is as you enter, I'm sorry, go ahead. Is there somebody in there? No, no one's in there right now. But as you enter, you hear there's a little bell above. Okay. So, 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 and actually, as you all, um, last person closes the door, you hear like a small little, um, not a small little, you hear like a little, like a, a voice from far away going, uh, just a minute in an English, uh, yeah, in an English accent. I'm going to try my best to do an English accent, but I'll try not to butcher it. So I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> and as um you enter, you notice that there are, you hear like the screeching of what, well, not screeching, like the grinding of a wheelchair. Like back then, you hear like the wheels. Okay. You notice two people. Uh, one seems one. The person in the wheelchair seems to be covered in a white shirt, some brown slacks. They look very old. Your guess would probably be um, in their eighties. Okay. And they look. They have like the liver spots on their heads. Hair is very short. And then you know there's a person um, pushing the other person. Uh, they look very relatable. You would assume they were brothers just by the okay. of their appearance. Uh, he's wearing blue overalls. He seems to be um, dressed kind of more casual than his um, than the person he's pushing. You know, it's the person who's pushing. He gives you a, like a smite greet, and I was like, "Yes, hi. How could I help you? Mm. Are you here to stay?" Actually, I'm looking for someone. Uh... Uh, a little over a week ago, my son should have passed by this area. And I, I pull out the picture. And I'm like, have you by chance seen him? He seems to be missing. Okay. He um, lets go of um, the wheelchair, kind of walks over, takes a picture. I'm sorry, takes the picture, kind of examines it like, hmm. He look, he, he's actually looking at it like he's actually like kind of studying it. He's like, no, I, I reckon I've not seen this person here before. James Drysdale, no? No, no, sir. I look at can the I, others. Can I roll a psychology to see if he's telling the truth? Go right ahead. I pass with an extreme success with a five. Okay. Um, when he says that, he seems a little, like, hesitant. But it's kind of like he feels like mm, I've, he's seen lots of people go by. But maybe he's seen him before, but like not like mm, he can't really put his finger. So, on so it. for something about how he's talking, it seems like he's vaguely familiar, familiar to him. 
yeah, it's like mm, maybe I don't know, but he can't make a uh, positive identification on him. Okay. Um, is this is this man in some sort of trouble or something? Well, he's my son. He's was on his way to Kingsport and never seemed to have arrived. We're just trying to find him. Hopefully, he's not stranded out in the woods somewhere. Oh, I see. Well, if so you he, like, he, oh. he didn't stay here then, that you recall. No, sir. Would you mind if I looked at your register book? Oh, sure. And he uh, he he goes back to the desk, picks it up. It's like a red um red leather bound book. Plops it down on you. I'm sorry, plops it down for you to look at. Right. I immediately go back to the date. Yeah. Um, you don't see him. You don't see his name anywhere in the book. Well, shit, gentlemen. Is he not here? I don't see his signature anywhere in here. Who else was here that day? Anybody that you know, Mr. Drysdale? I think someone who runs a bank probably knows a fair number of people. Um, I, I want to look at the list of people who may have been there that day. Okay. Well, it's not a very big list, but right. it's nonetheless a list. I'm just going to read these names off. Okay. Um, you notice, like, there's, um, it's like in cursive, and then they have the prints, sure. so... You see, one is named um, Abe Hickey. That's A-B-E-H-I-C-K-E-Y. Then below that is Jacob Trent. And they came in about a day or two apart in the beginning of, like, the beginning of the month. Okay. Uh, Below that, you see... A dot Smith and then J dot Smith and they were here um, like a week after so if I was going to go by a date order they would be um, hold on one second Smith that's a fake name It would be March. Hold on. Oh, here it is. So it would be March 6th for That's Abe. Right. Yes. Okay. And then March 7th for Jacob. Okay. And then March 12th for. The Smiths. That's correct. Okay. And, then and as you as you, oh, and as you're looking through, you start you start to notice that the pages like there seems to be some sort of um. You know, you get like a there's like a the only thing that seems unusual about this uh, notebook is like there's like a little t um like a little uh, like a little ring around it like towards the end. And you would think like it was like some sort of like coffee stain or tea stain. Okay. So partially, it looks to be like partially damaged, but not enough to like throw the whole book out to like not be, you know, usable anymore. 
So the book like got wet at some point. Yes, that's the one. Okay. As you're like actually like flipping through it and looking through, you start you just notice that like as you're okay. studying it more. So the book got wet at some point. That's not that. Yes. Yeah. Anybody on the fourteenth? Are you talking out loud, Mister Drysdale? Is is your character talking out loud, or is he? No. Okay. He's okay. just telling me what I'm seeing in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one on the fourteenth. But on the thirteenth day after, you see a um, Sarah Bonner. Sarah Bonner. That's Bonner is in. Yeah, you know about Bonner. Okay. <laughs> and then the next day, the fourteenth, you see. Um, Bill, uh, I'm going to just spell it out. I don't want to mispronounce it. It's D-U-N-S-T-O-N. Dunstan? Dunstan, yeah. Thank you. That's all you see. Okay. Well, Bill Dunstan would have been the day. If we go back nine days. Um, The handwriting, does it look at all familiar? As if, you know, because James could have just used another name. Um, Not to your knowledge, no. Okay. Well, I don't see him here. We've I'm gonna, made a mistake. Maybe he drove through. I'm going to go take a look at the um, at this book. Um, flipping through, do any of these names repeat? No, they do not repeat. Okay. So there's no real regulars here. Mm-mm. And his name isn't here. Okay. Except for John Smith, he's probably here all the time. Yeah, that's true. That person. The only other phony name here is Ricard Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just look at Harold with disgust. <laughs> well, then, should we get a room, gentlemen? I guess we should stay here over the night, but it's getting a little dark outside. Storms are. Yeah. Can we can we rent some rooms here? Oh, of course. But let me introduce myself because it's rude of me not to. My name is William Brophy, and this is my older brother Robert. We run this establishment here at Squatters Lake Motel. Do you? Yes, we do. Oh. What's the last name again? Oh, Brophy. It's. B-R-O-P-H-Y. Brophy. Okay. And there's William and... William's the one that's talking to you. And Robert. And Robert's the one um, in the wheelchair. One in the wheelchair. Who's the older one? Um, I I just sort of look down. I hope I'm not being rude, but I just say, uh, war wound? Oh, yes. He was in the war, all right. Well, no, he, he can't. T- he can't talk anymore. The shock got to him, unfortunately. Well, that's 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 something that can happen. It's like he's got you as an older brother to take care of him. Can we oh, get? I do love him? my. I, I do love my brother Robert. indeed. I poke Robert. I just poke him. Excuse me. What are you doing? No, oh, he looked dead. Uh, forgive I my can friend. Assure- 
He's a strange. I can foreigner. assure you that, sir. He is not dead. He is my brother. How dare you? And you notice that William gives you like the biggest, like, stern look, like, to you. He's like burning a hole in your, you know, your head right now. I, in fact, two I holes being burned into set. One from Oliver. <laughs> he has one from me as well. I can uh, laugh. Can we get four rooms, please? <sighs> sure. I'll um, he goes through his book. Well, uh, he goes, but we only have eight rooms, as you probably noticed outside. Rooms eight. Oops, hold on one second. We don't need eight rooms. Ro <laughs> no, that's not what I meant to say there, sir. All right. Room number eight, rooms number eight, six, and seven are already, are already preoccupied. Room five is, is my brother and I's room. So you could have either rooms one, two, three, or four. May we have one, two, three, and four? Sure, it's, it's, since you all want separate rooms. Uh, I just need to know who's staying in what room for our records, of course, as he goes back and gets his like little paper. I'd be happy you know, to so. stay in four if you don't mind. Can I ask um, what? Oh. the nicest? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I guess room one would be the nicest. I'll take one. Okay. I'll take whatever's left. You can have two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my wife may have passed away a few years ago, but I'm not that desperate for companionship. <laughs> um, who wanted who wanted rooms two, three, and four? Her, I have four. Okay, I'll take two. Looks like I'm in three. Okay. He's, he's writing this down. He goes over to the key rack. Gives you all keys. Well, just so you are aware, depending how long you want to stay here, um, each room is about 40 cents a night, cash in advance. Uh, the rooms have hot water, but you have but you have to use oil lamps for the illumin... Uh, hold on a second. But we only have oil lamps for illumination. We don't run on gas or electric around here. If you're hungry, you'd have to bring your own foods, but... We have a grocery store in Clark's Corner where we can go get if you can send someone out to get it for you if you'd like. Uh, what else do you need to know? That's that's pretty much it. Just have yourself a good day. How long do you, how long do you expect to be staying here, folks? Probably just overnight. Okay. Uh, I hand him whatever cash. Okay, that's fine. Plus, so you each have. Okay. So you each have um your own room key. All right. Out of curiosity, uh, Mr. Drysdale, you had mentioned that there were a couple of Smiths. What room were they in when they were here? I don't, doesn't say in the registry which rooms oh. they were in. It's too bad. That was back. That was back. Actually, well, actually, that's that was my error. I'm sorry. Um, they're actually in room. They were actually in room four when they came. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Were they? Yes. I I didn't know if it even says that in the registry. Yeah, I, no, that was my error as a GM. I forgot to mention that. Okay. 
How about uh, the Sarah Bonner and uh, Bill Dunstan? Does it say what? Uh, Sarah mean? Bonner, as you look, is in room seven. She's still here. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill, Bill Dunstan's in room six. Jacob Trent they're still is in. Here, huh? Yeah. And Jacob Trent's um, in room eight. And um, the, the two brothers are in room five. That's where they live. Right. Got that one. Well, gentlemen, uh, after we adjourn to our rooms uh, and get comfortable, perhaps we could all come together. Um, do you have any any alcoholic beverages here? He smiles, and he knows it's prohibition, but he smiles. I think it's 1920. I don't think prohibition started yet. Yeah. No, it hasn't started yet. Oh, it's 1920. Yeah, 1920. Is there a place to eat around here? Um, well, you'd have to drive probably the Clark's Corner to go. We, we usually most folks stay here just to, for the night or two, then they're on their way. But I could see if I could scrounge up some food for you if you'd like. Do you have a preference of what you like? As William, I, I doubt know. that you have what I would like in uh, <laughs> in your larder, uh, gentlemen. What say you? I'll go with the majority. A pretty good diet of bourbon, so we can't live on bourbon. <laughs> Don't worry about me, Mister Drysdale. I'm I'm not. Would hungry. you have the fixings for sandwiches? Yes, we can make cucumber sandwiches, um, ham on rye. Um, ham would do nicely, unless anybody here is Jewish. Um, that would be fine for him. Okay. If that's all right with you gentlemen. Uh, I heard someone was mentioning alcohol. If you have any, that would be nice. Okay. Well, I'll, um, I'll gather what I can and I'll bring it to each of your rooms. So it'll be about 20 minutes. Thank you. <sighs> and well, as you are, oh, sorry. I was just going to say to the others, well, what are we going to do next? Perhaps we should discuss it over a smoke and dinner at our room so that we are free of any potential prying ears for discretion, Mr. Drysdale. Are there prying ears around here somewhere out in the boonies? You never know, I think. Yes. Um, you never know. No, no, I think, it, I think it's quite all right, Jeremiah. Um, I believe next well, we're we'll walking check. to our rooms anyway. And as you all leave the reception office, you notice that someone is coming in. The person is about 6'4", young-looking guy. He's got overalls. He's got a little coat over himself. Strapping young lad. He's got medium-cut black hair. He seems to be carrying, like, a huge, like, crate. Looks to be of groceries. You know, Williams in rejoice is like, Oh, Gabriel, you're here. Thank goodness. He walks over. Good thing you have food. Guests have arrived. I'm taken aback by another human being who's as tall as my character is because he hasn't seen that like ever. So he just kind of sits there staring a little slack jawed. I'm thinking if he wants a room, he ain't getting one. Well, he seemed to be his staff. He was carrying yeah. stuff in for them, but they never mentioned this. It's Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. Gabriel's our handyman. He actually runs errands for us. He fixes up little knickknacks. He also helps run the um, our motel when we need him. He's just oh. here delivering for today since it's Tuesday. It's usually when we get our deliveries in. 
Uh, hey Gabriel, have you seen this this person? I want to show him the picture of um of James. He kind of looks as he's holding this big crazy leg. Oh, I never seen him, sir. Right, well, thank you. Who is he? A friend of yours? He's my son. Oh, your son. Do you guys get in a fight or something? No, he's missing. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Well, hopefully I reckon, I reckon if, if I see him, I'll let you know, sir. Thank you. Uh, Gabriel, was it? Yes. yes. How long are you, you going to stay here? I'm going back to Clark's Corner in about maybe an hour or so. Probably just overnight. Oh, okay. I'd tell the sheriff if um, you'd like me to um, take the picture to him. Maybe he can... Um... No, no, that's, that's not necessary. Are you uh, sure, sir? I don't mind. I, I'm sure he's just gone off somewhere with his girlfriend. Mm, I've heard that before. Okay, well, if you don't mind me, sir, I got some work to do. You have yourself a good night. Yeah. And he walks away. And I, say the others, I say, I don't want this, the police involved in this, at least not at this point. So have we actually been to Clark's Corners yet? No. Um, That's next think, on the route. I'm pretty sure the decision was you guys were going to go to the motel first, and then you were going to go to Clark's Corner. Like, yeah, we, 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 in we the morning, through, I believe? Yeah, we passed through Clark's Corners. We were going to stop, but then I killed somebody out in the woods, and then they didn't want to stop, so people would recognize that we were there. Well, that's understandable then. Okay, so... Gentlemen, it's been a long day. I think I'm just going to go to my room and rest. Okay. Uh, what is everyone else doing? Well, uh, Mr. Lawson, uh, Mr. Rodriguez, if you'd like to join me, uh, perhaps for a drink and smoke, we should discuss things a little further. Okay. Yes. Okay. And someone should probably check on Mr. Drysdale throughout the night, especially what happened at the school, knowing the people are out there who hate him. Uh, he can with what we just encountered. He can look after himself. Well, and Rodriguez is the closest to him, so if he's not going to do anything, well, that's that. We'll keep an ear out. So he'll pour some drinks of whatever they bring to the room for alcohol. Okay. And they actually open up a little case that has a few pipes in it, four or five pipes in it, and he offers them to you guys if you're interested. So just so I'm aware for my sakes, um, Oliver, Dr. Wright, uh, and Dr. Rodriguez, you're all in room four right now, correct? Right. Yeah. And, direct, and Mr. Drysdale is in his own room, correct? I'm in room one. Oh, room one. Okay, I'm just making sure. So I just pretty much so the first I know. thing I do is inspect the room to see how clean it is. And I'm probably okay. Fucking horrified, but. Well, Mr. Drysdale, the room the room that you're in, it's you know kind of a small room. It's by fifteen by fifteen feet in size. You notice that there's um, and this is for pretty much everyone's room too. They're all pretty much similar. You notice that there's a window um facing each side of the door. It's protected by wooden shutters. Um, all the walls, the floor, and the ceilings are made from wooden panels, as you can imagine, as you can probably figure out. And you notice that there's a couple, there's a bookshelf in your room. There's a bath, um, bathroom with a shower, sink, a toilet. You have a bed. 
a small dining table. You got two chairs. You know, all those little um, commodities that you usually would get in a small motel room. I walk over and look at what's on the bookshelf. Okay. You notice that there's some local history um, about um, mostly Native American books, um, nature books, but you do find you notice that you find a copy of Frankenstein in um, the one bookshelf. Hmm. I'll pull that off and Flip it open. See if it's a library book. And to your surprise, it is actually a library book from Miskatonic University. I'm going to snap it closed, and I'm going to head down to room number four. Okay. Um, I'll bang on the door. Bang, 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 bang. Not bang, but you know. <laughs> Who is it? It's me, gentlemen. Ah, uh, come in. And I go, I think I found a clue. And I put it down on the table in front of him. I'm going to pick it up and start flipping through it. Hey, uh, while, it while you're flicking through, I just go, I, just go, I don't uh, trust those two brothers and that assistant. They seem very shady. Well, they seem are, is there anybody that you trust? Myself and my cat. And both of those are, are questionable at best. Um, so flipping through this through the book, right? It's, I see that it's Miskatonic University. That's correct. Are there any like notes, like any like thing written in the margins, or like dog-eared pages, or? Give me a library use for this case. All is right. there a is there a date stamped on it? In the... It's the date that um. No, I failed. No. Okay. You do notice that because um, in the I'm gonna assume the back, um, you do notice that a date was signed out. It was in the beginning of the semester or the beginning of the um, you know, the school year for the semester. So back in January. Okay, so maybe corresponding to the date. There is actually. And if I peruse that, do I find Ivanhoe in short of French or history of England? Uh, no, you do not. You just find books. You just find some local history books, wildlife. You find Moby Dick. What, you did also you go find to, up. Did you go to my room? No, I have a, my, we have our own. Oh. <laughs> well, I doubt that he stayed in four different rooms. But... <laughs> I look at them and I say, yes, there might be more clues in my room. Yes, we should go take a closer look, shall we? Yes, absolutely. As I walk to the room, I'm going to flip through Frankenstein. I'm just going to observe if there are any annotations or any circles or underlines or anything of the effect. Can you give me a library use roll, please? Mm -hmm. Roll better than I did. <laughs> I roll 100, the book disintegrates. <laughs> drop it in the mud. You just, you just drop the book and it lands on your foot. I rolled a 22 out of 35. Oh, you're being serious. Oh, I thought you were... <laughs> <laughs> you, do find, um, you do find something towards like uh, three-fourths in. If Dr. Jeremiah wants to um, 
read that out loud? That's what he finds on a spiral notebook piece of paper. I felt so tired after the argument with Dad. And saying at this dump hasn't helped. Car is still broken. Old man William says he can fix it. But I don't know whether I can trust him. This place creeps me out, and it's only been one night. Hate the noisy frogs around the lake. And I saw lights out there when I went for a stroll. Late night fishermen, perhaps. The three boats were tied up, and I can't imagine those decrepit old brothers going out there at night. <coughs> oh, excuse me. The lake stinks, anyway. Had the worst time last night, too. Sleepwalking. Not done that since I was a child. Dreamt I was underwater. Floating through a weird city littered with corpses. <clears throat> I should probably quit smoking. I awoke after midnight, freezing cold outside my room. The lights in the reception were blazing. Those old fellows are strange, and I haven't seen much of them, thankfully. They spend all their time in that workshop, or whatever it is, facing the lake. Damn it, if the car isn't fixed today, I might just take my chances and hitch a lift to Kingsport. I miss you so much, Emily. Intriguing dream. Well, well, well. I knew they were untrustworthy. Seems they so didn't. that we're here. Yes. And William, the, 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 the uh, Mr. Brophy, uh, is, uh, was supposed to fix his car. I told you not to trust. I told you they were untrustworthy. Well, I, don't worry. I wasn't going <laughs> to trust him with anything. And do you think his car might be, might be in the, that workshop he was talking about? I think it's definitely worth examining that workshop. Fuck about the car. How about my son? They're obviously lying. What happened here? Mr. Drysdale, they probably I killed him. I assure you that this information is difficult to hear, but we must follow procedures and look into everything to make sure we find all the clues necessary to find your son. Well, step to it. They probably killed him, Mr. Drysdale. Oh, and Mr. if they Rodriguez. did, we'll take care of that. They probably Mr. dumped Rodriguez. his body in the lake or whatever. He grabs Rodriguez by the I'm fully aware of what may have happened. He grabs yeah, I mean, Rodriguez by the arm and pulls him off to his side. Look, Rodriguez, I know you don't like me, and I don't like you, and that's fine. But listen, we need to work together to get this done. We're working for Mr. Lawson. Your paychecks are by Mr. Drysdale. And saying offhand comments to someone who's obviously mentally having a difference. Just telling me the truth, and it's the truth. Excuse me. My son could be dead. Are these there is a bastards of saying it, Mr. Rodriguez? Yes, he could be dead. I find it hard to believe that those two old bastards could have killed my son. I kind of just lie. I agree, but we're not going to know anything else unless we go try to find that car. Was that kid Gabriel? I bet he did it. He might have, but we need more evidence than that to find out what our next step should be. Mr. Drysdale. All right. I don't know, you just not going to that workshop. I want you to find out what's behind all this, and I want these people brought to justice. Of course. We agree. Hey, if we find the car, I could uh, check it for clues. 
with my. But we all must still ourselves to not show our cards so quickly. Let's just excuse ourselves to walk along the lake and see what we can find at that shop. Be careful. Maybe someone should keep an eye on those brothers. The wheelchair guy and his wheelchair pushing brother. Maybe it's I an act. Don't think they did. Maybe it's an act. Mr. Rodriguez, you're not too bad. I think that you might be right. But it's a pretty good act because they look damn old. How I can if if I can find them, I can keep an eye on them while you guys go off. Well, are, should we look for more clues in my in my room? I must have been where he was staying. Yeah, I could I could check your I could check your room. All right. For a forensic check. You come back with me and let everybody else figure out what you're going to do. Right, I'm going to head out out to the workshop with Doctor Wright. Okay. Okay. So what's Mister What's Mister Drysdale going to be doing right now? Uh, I'm going to look for more clues in my in my office in my <laughs> in my room. Um, okay. But I think Ricard's coming with me because I don't know okay. what I'm going to do. I don't know what's okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. I remember, if anything goes wrong on our end, you'll probably hear gunshots. Okay. Does anyone happen to have a spare gun? I'd feel a lot safer carrying one right now. A spare gun? I only have a knife. That is so creepy, Mr. Rodriguez. Dr. Wright, you'll be fine. I've got a gun, but it's not a spare. <laughs> Does anyone have a preference of who'd like to go first since we're splitting the party? Well, let's. let's it sounds like they're going to be more exciting than we are, so let's just do ours really quick first. Okay. Um, so, at, so as Mr. Drysdale and Mr. Rodriguez are walking back to the room, you do notice um, another man. He seems to be walking like a long way in your path, like crossing paths. He's a tall, heavily built man, probably almost as tall as Gabriel and Doctor uh, Doctor Wright. Okay. He's uh, dressed in a black suit. He looks to be in his um, mid forties. Notice that um, he's got a Bentley bad nose. Um, you just start to you, Mr. Dreisler, You think he's a very shady looking character. And you guys kind of like walk past like this, and he kind of like looks at you and gives you like a nod. I say to Ricard as we pass, as, as we get gotten past him, I'm like. It's like a freaking mortician. Yes. Maybe maybe he's in on it too. He looks suspicious. I look back at him. Here's he's my just room. walking. Okay. Here's my room. Okay. Uh, you go back to your room. You notice that there has been food prepared for you. There's a ham sandwich on rye. There is uh, a glass of um, brandy. And there seems to be some assorted fruit in your room as well. Apples, oranges, Thank banana. God. I am fucking famished. Can I forensic check for room? 
Ah, uh, sure. We're forensics. Just and tell me, what are you exactly looking for, though? I'm just looking for anything out of place. Okay. Or so anything that seems well, weird to me. Forensic. That would be more of a... um. Well, when you say... Yeah, it's more of a spot hitting, because forensic would be more like, like you know, CSI okay. stuff or... Yeah, yeah. so... Just roll a spot in if you want to look through the room. Am I understanding what you're really looking for? Is like, was there a struggle? Was is there blood spots on the floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be that would be uh, forensics then. Okay. I, I'm gonna so, eat my sandwich. Okay. Um, and before I before I do that, I say, Mister Drasdell, don't eat anything. Why the hell not? Look, just let me. Search and I want to check for drink first after I've done this. And I throw the sandwich down. You think it's poisoned? Just let me do what I'm doing first. Uh, I, I did I, what did I? Oh, I got an extreme pass on your forensics. Yeah, my forensics. Okay, um, this room is pretty like it's clean, like you don't see any sort of struggle, any sort of um. Um, droppings of sorts, or blood, or not even like salivas on the floor. It's pretty spick and spam. Mm, okay. Uh, I'd also like to check the whiskey for like any like poison or anything. You mean the brandy? Yeah, the brandy. Okay. What would um, I do? I have pharmacy, but I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Well, if he knows, yeah. if he knows what certain things smell like, he could. Yeah, that's a good point. So you, you take a. I'll say you take a whiff of the brandy. It smells like brandy. Okay. All right. Why well, sure as hell ain't drinking it or eating it now that you said that? I know, we've just got to be precautious, Mr. Drysdale. So, uh, there's nothing out of place. So. Uh, I'm going to suddenly look around and say, could there be like a secret way they get into this room in the middle of the night if the door is locked? Roll I'll, a spot head. I'll roll a spot head. And stuff like that. I'll roll it. I'll roll it. 13. That it would be a pass for spot head. Wait, wait, wait. Let me look. Yeah, it is. I failed. You Actually, noticed? Oh, go ahead. It's a hard. Oh, okay. Uh, what did you get, Mister? Um, I mean, Doctor Rodriguez. I failed. Okay. So, as Doctor Rodriguez is too busy examining the food and the brandy, he's distracted. Mister Drysdale, you notice that underneath the Navajo rug on of the floor. You notice that um, it seems to be like tucked in something. Like there's like an in, in, um, in, indentation somewhere. Like it's like it's tucked in somewhere. What is what is this man here, Mister Mister Rodriguez? Look at this. Look at the way this cool. is it tucked in. Here. Looks it looks like this maybe something under there. Let's let's move it. Okay. okay. And as you move it, you notice that there appears to be a trap door. Oh, with um fucking shit with with a bolt on the underside of it okay. like, a, like on top of it what the hell 
I just pull out my knife. This is one of those. This is like in that Chicago, that Chicago murder house, where they uh, Lord Guest sent and murdered them in the middle of the night. Motherfucker. Fuck. Um, Pardon my futuristic language. What are we, what are we, <laughs> what are we going to do, Mister Drysdale? That we need to find your friends, get them in here. They might be long. They might be overweight, like the other side of the lake by now. Well, we should wait for them. Uh, I would just... like you to. Oh, I'd like you to make listen checks as you're um, discussing. Okay. Oh, I failed. Another, another good roll, fourteen. All right, Mr. Drys. Mr. Drys, uh, you um, you seem to be alerted by some shouting outside of your room. There's somebody shouting. People. I, I open up the door and look out. Uh, you see, so the two of you, you see um, somewhat of an ugly incident outside. You notice that William has his arms folded like this, and in front of him, you notice that there is a pimply-faced young man with a stock red hair, and he seems to be in, like, um, very flustered. He notice, like, they're yelling. You're able to hear what they're saying. You notice that this young man, you know, with the pimply face, he's like... You said you don't know if he stayed here. I know he did. He told me he did. And then you hear William's like, no, sir, you need to calm down. There are people trying to rest here. The young man retorts going like, rest? How? Here? What with all the little noises underneath the room at night? Good luck to them. Now, what room did you say he st stayed in? You need to tell me right now. God damn it. Tell me. And then... You know, William's getting angry. He's like, I said, I don't know. And that's my final answer. Now stop bothering me or you can get the hell out of my motel now. Can we? And then you Ooh. notice the uh, young man gets like really flustered. He like slaps his thigh and he just takes off like very upset. Takes off which direction? Where's he going? Uh, like um, towards um, the, like the left, like kind of like where you guys are coming from. Okay. Is he heading towards a room? Yes. All right. I watch him to see where he goes. Okay. And as you're watching, uh, you notice that William noticed you too. He's kind of like just smiles, like, hmm. <sighs> kids. Guest problems. Yeah, guest problems. I'm sorry you had to hear that. Is there anything else I can get for you? No, we just heard the commotion. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You you two try to have a pleasant evening. Thank you. You notice that um, this man, uh, young man seems to be heading into uh, room eight. All right. That would be Mr. Trent. Um, Ricard, if you don't mind, I'm going to, to wait here. Should we both wait together or should you go to see if you can find the guys? I think we should both wait here because if I leave you alone, you could be at risk at whatever this sick game. Well, now, you, now you care about me. I don't care about you. I just don't want to get fired by Mr. Lawson. I see. All right. Well, let's just wait here and not do anything foolish. They just were going to the shed, so. Also, maybe we should move your bed over the trap door, like make it so... There's a bit of weight in my room. 
That's not a or bad idea. Let's, let's, uh, let's put, the, put the rug back and then we'll move at least one of the legs of the chair, uh, the table, I'm sorry, the bed onto <laughs> the, onto the trap door and then sit on it. Yeah, between the, I'm not going to make you guys roll strength check. Uh, the two of you can just pick the bed up and do what you want to, how you want to position right. it. All right. Okay. So we've got that on top of there and we set on it so that if it moves, we can run for our fucking lives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we back. Can wait. Yeah, we're going to turn back to Mr. Uh, Lawson and Dr. Wright. So as you, um, and you're in the entrance of the workshop. You notice that it seems to be facing the lake. And as you look at the lake, you notice that it seems to be kind of very murky looking, almost um, like oil-like, it seems. You do hear the frogs croaking, though, but it's pretty loud. It's more um, louder than usual during this time of day. And then you, like, towards like further out towards the lake like more towards like the southwest you seem to notice some um some fog and some mist like arising Curious so to be kind of slowly moving over towards where you guys are like eventually within time well isn't this just lovely lovely night for a stroll are there any windows on this building or is it just a door no um you notice that the door is padlocked and you notice there are some windows I'll look in through one of the windows if it's not boarded up or anything. It's not boarded up, but you notice that it's completely pitch black in there. If I retrieve a flashlight, would I be able to look inside? Or would you suggest against that, Mr. Lawson? No, we should definitely take a look inside. So I'll light up my torch. Wait, you have an actual torch? No, that's no, just another way of saying flashlight. <laughs> I know, I was just, I was just messing with you, sorry. <laughs> I do, I actually wrap it, dip it in some kerosene. No, um, I, will, I will press it up against the glass and turn the okay. light. Not to get um, make a spot hidden. Okay. Hot damn, okay. I rolled a, a six, so I rolled an extreme Ooh. success. Okay. Okay. Well, besides it being very dark inside, you, you notice with your uh, keen sight and with the aid of the flashlight that you notice that there seems to be a lot of crate, a couple of crates down there, some cardboard boxes. And you also notice there's some sheets, like sheets, um, kind of like how you would hang like a, a bath uh, curtain. A, yeah, I mean, sorry, a shower curtain. There seems to be sheets like along the way. Um, it looks like it's just a standard like place for storage, basically, but you don't see anything unusual there. And I relate this information to Mr. Lawson. Perhaps we should... So uh, no car? I don't see a car. Um, but perhaps, you know, sometimes people leave their keys for locks nearby the door. Perhaps we could check around there. And if worse comes to worse, depending on how... Uh, Mr. Drysdale seemed pretty insistent. Uh, yes, there's always there's plenty. I'm sure we can find something sufficient to uh, make way into this building. We can always put a jacket over this and break the glass to muffle the sound if need be. Yes, I agree. So we'll check the front entrance. 
looking for keys. Yeah, overturning rocks. Yeah. Mats, anything. Up above the door frame. Oh, you're asking, sorry. Um, no, you don't see any of that stuff. <laughs> I, I guess sorry, I thought you were describing the truth. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is there a is there a window on the far side away from the building where we're staying? Is there a window on the other side that we could enter? Is there wait, a window? Wait, what what do you mean if there's a window by the far we're side? We're trying to we're trying to break a window to get in, but we don't want to break oh. one that's within visibility of the motel itself. Oh, I understand. Uh yeah, if I, um you can go around the other side. But that's probably your best bets. Right, we'll do that. And if there's a window over there, um, I'll ask Mr. Lawson if I could use his coat for a moment, his jacket. Yep, of course. If you'd hold this up there for me, we'll just, and he takes his torch, the butt of his torch, and to the glass, hopefully muffling the sound a bit by the coat fabric being there. Okay. Um, I need you to roll a strength check. If you're gonna break the window. Okay. If I can't break this window, <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> okay, I got 36 out of 55. Okay. So you managed to break it, no problem. Glass just shatters everywhere. Um, you're able to like, make a little hole for yourself to actually crawl through if you'd like. I'll offer my assistance to Mr. Lawson to help him in. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna climb in. I'll clear away any of the glass before he gets in so that he doesn't manage to cut himself. Okay. And then I'll go in after him. Okay. And as you guys um drop down, you notice that it's still very dark inside, unless you're using some sort of um, light, like your flashlight or... Yeah, passing the, the torch into me, I'm going to... Now, do you each have a flashlight, or do you are you sharing one? We'll share one, that's fine. I'll just let him Okay. It. I'll pass it through the window while I climb in. All right. So, you're in, you notice, uh, as you saw earlier, that there are some crates... Um, Notice there's some workbenches, cardboard boxes. I mean, you get the sense it's like basically someone's basement. This place is your um, use for storing, rather. All right, I'm gonna go. Are any of these crates easy to open? Oh, uh, you'd have to look. You'd have to. I'm trying to open them. <laughs> yeah, you have to actually like go to the crate and see if you can open it. I will assist yeah. them. Maybe give them a bonus. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to okay. open. Crates. Okay. Um, well, they're easy to open. They're not locked or anything. So, you, um, Oliver's going to open the crate? Yes. Okay. So, as you open the crate, uh, can you make a, just make a stealth roll to see how careful you are opening the crate? So, all right. Hopefully, the, the frogs help me out here. Yeah. Be really loud, frogs. Let's go. Oh, I barely failed. Maybe the fight inside is helping you, the yelling and screaming. 40, 40, 49 against the 42. Do you want to use some luck or push the yes, roll? Yes, I'll, 
I'll do some luck. Okay. Seven points. All right. So as you manage to just uh, ever so slowly and gently open the lid of the crate, you notice as you shine the flashlight inside, you find a bunch of suitcases, some clothing. Um, You also notice that there seems to be a jacket in there. Kind of like one of those like um, jackets you find like at a can like uh, one of those sport coat jackets. Okay. You also notice like some like expensive looking jewelry, as I said before. Uh, a couple of rings, stuff like that. Little knickknacks. They seem to be very old, actually. Like it's like they've been here for like a couple, you know, at least a month or two. Because you know, some dust is getting in there. Is there any? If I'm also kind of sorting through this box because I was there with them, is there mm-hmm. any like identification or anything like that that might be in there, or maybe a name in the in the jacket or something? Yes, actually, you do see a name in the jacket. It says A. Hickey on the jacket, the sport coat jacket. It's inked in there in the washing label. Well, damn. I think we need to kind of start looking around. You need to keep looking. Oh. You're taking people's stuff. Yeah. Or people have left stuff and they're looking for a way to get rid of it. Meaning like... Oh, why would they put it in this in this yeah. box? Did, it's confusing. Did in, the, in the registry, did it... Um, did we saw the name, if I'm not mistaken. A. Hickey, March 6th. Yes. Did you say that he left? Oh, yeah, he did leave. Yes. Now, what kind of man stops over for one night and just leaves his jacket, a lot of jewelry? If I may be so bold, it seems like something is seriously amiss here and that uh, perhaps it was not by his choice and perhaps his leaving perhaps was not while he was alive. I think you're right. he disappeared. We need to get back to the others. I'm going to take the jacket as evidence. Okay. Before I mean, you two leave, I'd like um, both of you to make a luck roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sped luck. Oh, jeez. All right. Here we go. You're done your luck. Here. 46. <laughs> I failed. 82. Okay. Oliver, as, you're, as you just keep searching through like the crate, you notice you find a stick of dynamite in there. Well, well, well. Robbery and weapon smuggling. I know I'm going to take the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> should we just double check to make sure there's nothing else in here that should be of interest? Or are you? do we need to get back right away? No. Given, given the nature of these five people who run this establishment, I think we need to get back together with the others as soon as possible. Well, we probably won't find another chance to get back here, especially once they see the glass broken. No, but we're not going to stay here. Yes, sir. You're the boss. Oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave because there was nothing like there was no like shrouded car obviously in the middle of the room or. <laughs> you know, I am going to even though I, he's my boss and he's giving me a direction, I'll take the heat for it. I'm going to just search around the room one more time and see if there's anything else that maybe is not coming to our initial. Okay. Um, 
Roll spot hidden. Nope. Oh, I just dropped a D10. Hang on. Thirty-three out of forty. Okay. So the only thing that you really haven't examined it's our what our water behind the sheets. Everything else you pretty much have like a good scope on. I'll just glance behind the sheets real fast. Okay. As you glance behind the sheets, you notice that there is a, a large like wooden table there. And you notice that the surface of it, it seems to be almost blackened. It seems to be scratched. I show it to Mr. Lawson. What, what is this? Well, now Mr. Lawson, I, the pertinence of that Frankenstein novel feels very intriguing. You, that woman was mutilated. Yes, this, this looks like a makeshift operating table. Right. If people's belongings are ending up here, and there is something not seen again, the we question, need to go. Yeah, let's go. I'll talk as we go. <laughs> the, the question is, why is Mr. Drysdale's son looking into Frankenstein before coming out here? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll Whatever it is, if he's connected with this place, and he did that to that woman, between you and I, if it's just me, Mr. Drysdale's not going to find his kid, and I'm going to start climbing out the window. Yeah, I'd go to. Before you guys leave, I'd like you both to roll stealth check. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Can I get a bonus die for the creep factor that I give? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can we rile up the frogs? I'm scared. Really loud. I got a 17 out of 20. Holy cow. 35 okay. out of 42. I pass. All right. So you both pass. You guys don't. You guys manage to get in, get out of there without making. Excellent. Too much <laughs> we Scooby Doo it back up to the house or to the building. <laughs> And as you two are leaving, I just need you guys to roll one more listen check. Oh, God. <laughs> I missed it by one. Can I spend one more luck point? You don't need to, you don't need to buddy. Yeah, oh. you can use luck if you'd like. I got an extreme success. Zero one. All right. All right. As you two are maybe like a good like maybe 20 feet away from where you were, you hear this yell and it's like, what the hell happened here now? Oh. Do we recognize the voice? Yeah, it seems to be a very enraged Gabriel. You hear a lot of cusses and a lot of like, God fucking damn it, I gotta fix this now. Oh, how did this happen? I don't know. Let's get away. <laughs> yeah. As, as as we're now even faster, Scooby doing it back. I was gonna. <laughs> we'll also Jeremiah. Have... Didn't he say he was going to Clark's Corners? Yeah. This place just keeps getting worse and worse. This is not good. Let's try to muffle things to Mister Drysdale as much as we can. We don't need him going crazy. We already are dealing with one of them, our associate. 
So I'm, I'm kind of standing out front of my room. So when I see them come back around the corner, I'm going to be like, Scooby doing. We've got a jacket and we're. Drysdale. Drysdale, we've got It's something. not safe here. We need to get Mark, out of Mark. here. Yeah, we got we know. We know. All right, I'm going to slip on into his room. <laughs> All right. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. The, uh, the whole incident that took place during the World's Fair in Chicago, the murder mm-hmm. castle. You, you guys know that story? Yes. It's in all the papers. It's fascinating. I see. And I, I take him over and move the bed and pull back the carpet and say, don't worry. I'll whisper to listen, out in, that, out in that warehouse, out there, the workshop, we found an operating table and some of the items belonging to guests here who have disappeared. Um, yeah, this is not great. That's you, my uh, professional opinion. You think these assholes are murdering people and taking their stuff? I don't think they're killing them. Remember that woman out in the woods? I think they're making moves. It's far worse than death. <gasps> the, the two old fuckers in the... So it's got what to be... Listen, it's crazy. The entire town could be in on it. Remember the gentleman said he was heading back to Clark's. He came to the building right after we left. I could hear him. Yeah, Gabriel never left. Mr. Drysdale, who was, who was in room eight? Oh, there's that fellow who's in room eight. We heard him talking to William, saying something about a missing buddy or boyfriend William. or somebody. Is it his roommate? We should, we should I don't go know. Check on him. Should we go talk to him? Yeah. Oh, what is dead. what is with this trap door? Do you think? I don't know. I really want to go in it. I, I, I kind of want to find out what. Maybe my son's down there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Maybe is they it, hold him for a time. I'm going to drop my gun. Isn't it, isn't it locked from the other side? I don't know. Oh, it is. Oh, so we can't open it. Yeah. What the hell? No, I, no. You. I was never afraid of it. You can open it, but it's like. It's like um, it's like a bolt. You know, it's like you know. There's oh. like um, how do I say, how do I describe? It? I'm I'm just driving this wrong. You see, like how like there could be like a key there. Okay. It's like let me rephrase it. The latch was broken. Okay. From the oh. top. Oh, okay. All right, so we can open it. Uh, I will open it. I I reach in and pull out my derringer. Yep, I have my I have my gun out. We don't need guns right now. How, how do you know we don't need guns? There could be some guys down there, some big brutes with. Uh... I just go ahead and open it with my knife, like out. Yeah, well. I don't think there's any 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 way those two old guys could be dragging people down in this hole. So you're gonna um, try to pry it open, yeah. or okay, so make yeah. a strength check, Rodriguez. People are creating them. Um, I pass. Okay. With all your might with the with your knife, you manage to jerry and just prop it right open. Okay. You notice that there is a um there's a there's just a drop down there. Like uh, like, a, like no you stairs see, or ladders, just nope. A pit. You see, just you see like darkness inside. It's a fucking oubliette. I I, I I get down close to listen to see if I can hear anything down there. And I'm sure I'll make a 
Make a listen roll. Comic uh, nope. <laughs> 91. I'll make a listen Nothing's roll. down there. Oh, I fail as well. <laughs> I'm going to... Um... I'm gonna. Uh, I don't give a shit at this point. I'm gonna tear a piece of uh, of bed sheet. Fuck them, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, light it on fire and drop it down there. Wait, I have a flashlight. Oh. Oh, we're doing this anyway. Get get the I bourbon. Wanna, I don't want to drop your <laughs> flashlight down there. We could just shine it down, see how far down it goes. No, Maybe flashlights in the 1920s are probably not very powerful, but I don't know. We don't know how deep I want to see how deep it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you want to find out how deep it is? You want to just drop something I'll, down I'll there? Light something lit and let it go and see how far it goes down. Okay. Um, you drop it down maybe about 40 feet, maybe 50. Holy shit. Listen, I don't... I don't ask- like this place. I'm going to smell down this. Well, we should go and get the authorities at this point. I'm going to smell down the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the authorities, people here are in danger. There may not be time and the authorities may be in league with us. Listen, well, we need you to... Know, you, you keep making all this huge conspiracy theory. Obviously, these people are murdering people and taking their shit. Mr. Drysdale, we want, to, we want to ensure that your image and the image of your family stays sacrosanct. We could handle this. That's why you hired us. No, listen, I'm not worried about the cops getting involved. What I am worried about is by the time we get out of here, we get to Clark's Corner, we get the police here, there are still some other people who might be well oh, dead before then. Mr. Lo- it seems, this seems very ritualistic. Ritualistic? Look, I, I don't buy this whole Frankenstein bullshit. Uh, these guys are just murdering people, as far as I know. <laughs> Uh, what about that fellow up there? Should we go talk to him? We should, but I would think we need a suitable He's distraction for the caretakers. He's probably dead. Do you gentlemen any good at starting fires? I bet Mr. Rodriguez is. <sighs> yes, I am. Why not? What are you going to do? Oh, so down the building? <laughs> yes. There's people living in this building. Not in this one. Right, there's two separate. No, it's or like it one just it's a, big. It's one. It's a. It's a big T-shaped building. So okay. there are other guests. There are other guests staying here. So. But there are what? There are three other rooms occupied, other than the ones where the old guys live. That's correct. Let me just go talk to that that fella. Cautious, Mister Drysdale. I will go with him. Well, I don't want to go. I think one of you should go because you guys are the detectives, but. Mr. Drysdale, you stay here. Lawson and I will go. That's fine by me. (sighs) Mr. Wright, it looks like it's the two of us again. Yeah, with a hole in the floor. Well, let's close up the fucking hole. Nothing's coming up that hole because it's a hole. Yeah, are there any, like, things that people could climb up the hole with? Like, any, any railings or a ladder or something in this hole? Or does it just look like it's a oubliette, like, dump things down it. You have the uh, suspicion that you would just drop things down there. Right. But you don't see, but when you dropped, you didn't see anything down there. You just heard like the, like a thud sound. When, when we listen, 
Does it have an echoey sound like it opens into a larger area? No. And there's no wind blowing from it, so it's that's not correct. Like a... Well, I'm closing it up anyway because it's freaking me out. It's very strange, Mister Drysdale. What is this all about? We we need to spend some time reflecting on this dream uh, that your son stated he had. I'm going what to... dream? In the note, he stated he was having dreams. This is part of understanding a person's psychological state and perhaps might have insight into what well happened. that's that's your venue of investigation do do? i don't know anything about you to that. lie down and maybe calm down for now he mentioned sleepwalking do i actually recall a time when he was younger than he sleptwalked actually you do when he was um in his adolescence he was sleepwalk maybe in his just a few times right. he sleepwalked before all those hormones you know well usually a sign of some sort of disturbance when people sleep well but i i want you to rest your mind at ease mr lawson and i have this well in hand and i suppose mr rodriguez but it would be best and best suited if you lie down i will keep watch for this room and make sure i, I, I can't lie down but i'm gonna he pulls out a pocket watch i don't want your your hypnotic magic shit just let me think. And then I will use psychology to try to better understand the dreams and see if I can get any clues from the dream. Okay. And I got a hard success, 34 out of 70. Just going based on what you think the dream could be, you it's mostly like oppression some sort of struggle maybe um working issues out it just seems to be it's not concrete enough for you to figure out what it is but you feel like it's based on what you've been learning about james you feel like the dream is reflecting his issues that he's been having recently and that he's trying to like uh figure them out let's see okay all I have, and I'll keep watch over the door and out the window of the back too. Toward the lake. There is it. Lawson and Rodriguez now? Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick, quick stop in my room. Did they drop alcohol off in there as well? They did. They, um, they, since you didn't request for a specific sandwich or whatever, they just gave you like some complimentary like fruit. They gave you um some brandy. They gave you um whatever whatever sandwich you'd like. We'll just say that. Okay. Well, it all, it all seems to be fresh. Like it was just you know okay. yeah. Two What's things. Nice One, thing? I want to check to see if there's another murder spooky hole in my room. Okay, and I let me see. You're in room. I'm in room three. Three. Yep. Is there? Um, do a spot hidden. Uh, Nineteen. That is going to be a hard pass. Ah, uh, there's no spooky hole in your room. You notice that you have the same thing. You have basically the same thing as Mr. Drysdale's room. 
but just no spooky hole. Okay, well, I'm going to turn to Rodriguez. All right, so we're going to go talk to these people, but we're going to tell them to leave. But before we do, we need some more evidence, and I think we're going to be able to find it back in their offices, which we can't have them there now, can we? So they need a little something to keep them busy. And I'm going to smash the... Yep. I'm going to set fire to my room with the bourbon. You're going to set fire to your room with the bourbon. Okay, I'm just making sure. So where exactly are you pouring the bourbon in your room? Kind of just towards, towards like, like the back, kind of like on, on the bed and kind of around it. Like on the, okay, so on the bed and around it. Okay. Um, you are also, just before you do, you are aware that there's also oil lamps in your room too, correct? So you know that? I.e. don't waste good bourbon. <laughs> All the rooms are attached to one another, too, aren't they? Yeah, and the reason I said with the oil lamps because if it catches on fire, it's gonna, you're going to create a big explosion. He's going to burn the place to the ground. Is what yeah, you're going to end up burning the place to the ground is what I'm essentially... There's no fire department anywhere nearby. <laughs> right. Um... Worst thing is, my character probably would do that. <laughs> want to. Well, looking around as I'm thinking about the oil lamps and things now, it's like I just want to. I want to kill everybody in here, but I do want to keep them, keep them distracted. So I'll take the bourbon with me. Okay. Instead. Maybe we just break their window. Maybe hey, we've already we've already done that, but um, no, like through the office window. Well, we don't want them in the office. We want them away from the office. Yeah, but they might run to see who did it. That gives us a little time. They might, but they're all. Let's go. Let's just go talk to the man in room eight first. Okay. All right, you uh, you go upstairs. You go upstairs. The room is closed. You hear a lot of um, you don't have to roll for it because you hear you just hear a lot of pacing and like a lot of, like a lot of grunting and sighing. I'm gonna knock. And you notice that door slightly opens. You notice a um, the same man that was described earlier to Mr. Rodriguez. He's like, "Who are you?" Sorry. <laughs> Out of curiosity, are you looking for one A... I'm going to read the name off the jacket. Uh, is it Hickley? I'm sorry, what? I didn't hear you. I'm looking for a... a do you know an, an A. Hickley? Hickey? Yes, I know who A. Hickey is. Yes. Do you know where he is? Unfortunately, I think... I kind of get low. I think I do. And I kind of show him the jacket with the name. Is, I I found this. this listen, this we were his. we were looking around in the workshop back there, and I kind of like tell him where it is. We found his jacket. We found some more of his stuff, and we found some weird operating table. Listen, who are you? Listen, I'm a private detective. 
why I'm here, it's not important. The thing is, you need to get out of here. What about, where's Eve though? Did you see his body? He's probably dead. No, he can't be dead. Maybe, maybe he just left his jacket here. He was here before I got here. Oh my god! He left a jacket, jewelry. Why would he leave all this stuff behind? He doesn't wear jewelry. What? No. Listen, I. He's gone. They have his jacket. There was an operating. What are you talking? What, what do you mean operating table? What, what, what do you mean operating table? Listen, back in that workshop. Can they I have a table, like a surgical, like you would find in a hospital. Doesn't that strike you as odd? You notice that um, you're talking to Jacob. His whole mouth just kind of drops as he's trying to just take all this. And he's like, he's like, he's starting to realize, like, so. Oh. As he, like, buries the jacket in his face. He kind of just closes the door at you guys now. You just you hear him like kind of like um, whimpering as he like stomps back to his bed or his room rather, you know, inside. Oh, he shut the door. Yeah, he What's shut the door on you guys. Did you lock it? I uh, no, he didn't lock it. I'm gonna open it back up again. Okay. You see, you see him sitting on his bed, like like with his jacket buried in his face. He's like, oh, I, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. What's your name, son? Jacob. Jacob, listen uh, to me. It's all going to be okay. It's not going to be each, okay. I'm going to just elbow Rodriguez. <laughs> he's, no, he's right. It's not going to be okay. My, my, uh, he's dead. I can't, I can't believe he's dead. Uh, is this right. really happening? This is really happening. But you're not. Now listen to me. Why don't you do something? Can you for me? Can you do that? What, what do you want me to do? Do you do you have a do you have a car? Yes, I have a car. I drove here. I I, I can't drive right now though. I'm so upset. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. Here, here. I'm gonna offer him some of the some of the bourbon. Calm down a little. He bit. looks at the bourbon. He just takes a he takes a swig. I just, want to to you. Check, I just want to check his room to see if there's one of those spooky holes. Okay, uh, make a spot hidden check. Yeah, while, he, while he's doing that, like, listen, I need you to breathe. Uh, I passed. Oh, wait, I'm more. No, I just passed. Just passed. You just passed. Okay. Um, you do find the same thing you found in Mr. Drysdale's room underneath the Navajo looking rug. Yeah. Um, I just look to Lawson and go, there's another hole here. Another hole under a Native American rug. This, I, I hate this place. Listen. And I kind of look at the, look at the guy. I'm like, I need you to drive to Clark's Corner and get the police here. Okay, use the jacket, talk to him. And don't die. That goes without saying, Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can try to do that, but I, I can't believe this is all happening. He starts to like, um, I just slap him. I just go slap him. 
he just, and he just looks at you in awe, like. Now you listen. It's like it's like, it's like you just woke him up. Yeah, I kind of just go now. Going, you listen. You need to man up. You need to get on with this. Your friend's probably dead. You need to just stop crying. Grow up. Get in your car. Drive to. What's the place called again? Clark's Corners. Clark's Corner. And get the police here. And do not die on the way. And if you see one of those people who own this place, just run them over. Stop being a crybaby. And get on with it. Uh, Make an intimidate roll. With a bonus. I pass. Okay. He just looks up and he's like, you're right. Hey, I haven't, you know, I, I didn't trust those two old creeps anyways. There's, there was something weird was going on. Just, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So you see me get the stuff. How's the jacket? He's just, it's like, you know, just getting his stuff. He's like, okay, where, where should I go after, after that? Just, just wait in Clark's Corners. For you? Yes. Okay. And then he just starts to take off. He just walks out and storms off. Okay. You see him, he's heading towards his, uh, his car. All right. So while he's doing that, I kind of glance around. Is there, is there anybody else out here? Uh, make a spot hidden. 37. I believe that is a pass. Yes, it is. You notice that um, the same uh, man that I described earlier to Rodriguez, he seems to be walking now back towards his room. And he kind of notices, like, um, Jacob abruptly leaving. He just kind of sits there. He's like, shakes his head. It's like, what the hell is going on? He's got like, that kind of look. He's like. Okay, is it Gabriel? No. Um, no it's the bent nose man, isn't it? Yeah. You don't know who he is. He has like a black suit on. You know who Gabriel is. I, I would definitely much say. If okay, it was but it's so it's another guest here. Yeah, it's a bent nosed. Oh. All right. And Rodriguez. Yes. The oil lamps were preventing us from causing a distraction safely, but I kind of looked back over to the at the workshop. That place is all wood. I'm yeah. sure they noticed. Let's do it. Why not? Oh, we're gonna go over there to burn, burn the workshop down. Okay. But before you that... before you guys start to like you know take off and do like your little like mischief, did you notice that that shade looking here seems to walk up to you guys and kind of like 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 storms up to you and he's like, "You two need to keep the fuck down. You are so noisy around here." And he's like, ir- he's like so irritated. He's like. Very angry. He's got like his hands clenched and everything. It's like, what the fuck you think you two are doing? People are trying to rest here. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just must have no, hit the bourbon not, a little too not, hard. You're not fucking sorry. You're not fucking sorry. I'm trying to fucking relax here. And I got you two running around causing like a riot. What the hell's going on? Hey, you need to shut up, man. You think you're all missing? Excuse me? Yeah, who, you think who, are you, who are you, little string bean? This guy uh, big yeah. at all? Who the who the fuck are you to be talking to me like that? You want to go? I have nothing to live for. I will 
I kind of just get into get into his face, like squaring up. He's gonna actually like grab you. Right, he's gonna hold on. He's gonna make a brawl roll to just try to grab you. So you can either make a dodge, or you could try to like. I don't know if you want to dance with him, but I'll I'll make a dodge for now. Okay. I failed. Okay, well, he got a he got a fourteen. So he just grabs you and he's like looking at you. He's like, "You little shit, I'm trying to relax. Do you understand me? Knock the shit off." I kind of just just keep staring at him. Probably a little bit scared on the inside, but I'm just staring at him. No, we'll we'll go to sleep. We're sorry. He just lets you go, Rodrigo. Guys. Okay. Cool. Just kind of storms off. He's like, if I see you again, I'm going to knock your damn teeth out. You hear me? I'm sure you will. Yeah, yeah, you talk big. What'd you say? Nothing. Let's go, Rodriguez. No, I, I, I distinctly heard him say that I talk big. No, yeah, you talk big. No, you're, you're, you're talking yeah. here. You're, like, you're worried about yeah. us disturbing everybody else. And look at you. You're out here yelling at us. What Oliver, make, make, Oliver, make a... Um, Make um persuade, persuade. yeah persuade. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say diplomacy, but the that's diplomacy. the wrong game. The wrong game. <laughs> oh, I got a fifty at forty-five. <laughs> you notice that this 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 man, he's just he's like trying to like just not go after like Rodriguez. Got his finished clenched, like he's he just wants to smack him. So listen, we'll we'll go we'll go for a walk and clear our heads. We're we're, we're sorry. We'll get out of here. I think you guys should just get nothing but a nuisance around here. People are trying to relax. Yep. How can you relax here? What do you mean? It's nice and quiet here. You're outside the city. No one's here to bother you. Yes, yes, yes. It's quite lovely. Let's go right. I'm going to start walking like around the lake. All right. Let's go for a walk, clear our heads. Oh, yeah. As we walk off, I just go, what a prick. So I heard you say you're walking towards the lake. We're walking towards the workshop. Oh, okay. I get around. As you're walking towards the workshop, I'm not going to make you roll for this. You notice that uh, Gabriel is there. He's like repairing the window that you broke earlier. Looks very flustered. Looks very annoyed. He's like, I cannot believe this shit. I'm supposed to leave. I got to do these chores now. No freaking! He's like he's just so like very upset. Like he's like I'm supposed to leave. And I'm stuck doing this. Well, we can't burn this place down with him here, Mister Lawson. That's true. Well, we but Rodriguez, you're you're good at being a nuisance, right? Yes. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, I go point kind of away from where we're going to return back. Like, would you mind go being a nuisance over there for a bit? Okay. So I just walk quite a bit away, and I just shout over to Gabriel. Oi, prick, get over here. Uh, I don't got time for you. I got to finish this window. 
Why don't you go bugger off somewhere else? Can I just wave you like wave you to go over? Um, I guess I. I don't. I don't even know. I kind of. I pick up a rock and throw it at him. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, make a luck roll. Yeah, I pass. Okay, you manage to throw the rock and hit him in the head. He's like, what the hell is your problem? I told you to get away from here. Yeah, and I said get over here. I can throw another rock at him. <laughs> what the I... hell is your problem? You keep throwing rocks at me, man? He, he, starts, he starts to like storm off now. He's like going like, to try to have a word with you. He's like, what is your problem? All right, so as he's walking off, I am now... <laughs> With a <laughs> going to um, basically uh, light the building on fire. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just trying to think. Where exactly are you um, starting the fire? Well, I don't. So I'm not trying to burn, burn this down. What I'm trying to do, right? Is I'm just trying to cause something that's going to keep them distracted, right? Can you uh, make an idea roll, actually? Thank you. Uh, Seventeen. That's a pass. Okay. Your best, like your best, like safe action would be maybe if you were to set one of the trees on fire instead. Okay. There's a lot of hemlock trees around the area, or a shrub, or something that would get dry enough. Are they gonna? It would be dry enough. Okay, we'll do that instead. Just something close to like where it would threaten their building, but not. Or you could always just um, take a paper bag and just set that on fire. Something like that. Because there's a lot of oil lamps around the uh, premises and you feel like if you were to set, if you were to catch on fire, you might set like the whole building on fire, like killing everybody. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to try to light some foliage and things on fire. Okay. So we'll say you take some like shrubbery, you start it on fire and who exactly is attention are you trying to get? Are you trying to get like Gabriel's attention? I'm trying um, to get, what I'm mainly trying to do is I'm trying to, get the old men i'm trying to get whoever's like the, the owners those two they're they're i got you. i want them, them outside to be okay. bothered by it so as gabriel is chasing or walking up to our he notices the fire and then he's like what the hell what's going on here oh so he tries to go run over and then from all the shouting you notice that william comes out too he's like what the hell oh my god there is a fire so he runs over and tries to help Gabriel like put out the small little fire. I kind of regroup with Lawson. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head back. Okay. I assume Robert though is still in the office. Yeah, you did not see Robert come out. Oh, we can take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to right. think. 
was I wise in in, in hiring this group of people? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to think of um, just the best way to get them. Mr. Lawson, why don't we just walk in there and see what happens? I'm pretty, to be honest, that wheelchair-bound brother seemed quite dead, deadish to me. So, all right. So you you go into the you go into the office. I'll get the other two. Okay. What the hell is going on, gentlemen? Oh yeah, while that's happening, we I've, may have started I've, I've a small fire. So, Mr. Rodriguez, since you're walking in. Um, you're now inside the reception um yeah. area. Where, where do you plan? To, what do you um? What do you want to do? I want to uh, first just look around before I do anything else. See if there's anything weird out in the reception that we didn't notice earlier. Well, you don't. Well, from when you first arrived, you didn't notice anything particularly weird, except for the boar's head and the you know um, shotgun. But you haven't looked anything like beyond that because um that's where the Brophy brothers were um at. So unless you want to venture past the reception desk. Yeah, I wanna I'm try. Gonna need you... Okay, uh make a spot hidden then. Okay. And I forget, um, where's Oliver? Is he with Rodriguez or did he No, he's gone back to the other two. Okay. He came back to the room to get me, and uh, okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to double check. I passed. I passed that. I think. Yeah, I got a hard, a hard pass. Okay. So, the first thing you do is you go behind the reception desk, and you notice that there seems to be like a um, kind of like a box, cardboard like a box, and you go through it, and you notice that. There seems to be dusty, and there's like a pile of like um, plates on there. They appear to be license plates. There seems to be like several of them. Mm, license plates. What the? Are they taking people's cars, stripping them apart? I'm saying this to myself, obviously. Right, right. Uh. Where is their office from where I am right now? Um, it's further out. So, like, there's the reception desk yeah. where you are right now. And then there's, like, another hallway. And then there's, like, the office is, like, kind of, like, towards, like, it, like, veers off, like, to, like, the right. I want to make my way to the office. Okay. I'll obviously, keep an eye out for Robert. Right. Actually, make a listen roll since you're doing that. Okay. I failed that. Okay. So as you go towards like towards like the office, you notice that um you notice like there seems to be like green I forgot the uh you notice like more green and white wallpaper all around and notice the office. It's like a typical office. You notice there seems to be a sofa there too. It's got a coffee table, it's got some books on there, it's a cuckoo clock hanging around. You do notice that the time right now does appear to be seven o'clock. Yeah. And at this point, it's getting, um, it's like pitch black outside right now. Outside, there's like dusk is officially like gone. So you're now into nighttime. Okay. And you notice that there seems to be, 
hold on one second. There seems to be um, there's like the desk with like all like the paperwork, like who checked in where, and you notice that there seems to be no. There's a there's a desk there, so that does not seem to be opened or anything. Okay. Uh, first, can I see if I can find their keys to their apartment? Is it? Oh, you mean the keys to, yeah, um, the keys are all like, um, above, like a desk, there's like the extra keys, like the spare keys, so you see all of them for all eight rooms. Okay, I, I want to take the room, which is number five, isn't it? Yes. Okay, I take that key and then put it in my back pocket. Okay. And then and... I want to just search the room. Okay, I'll make another spot hidden. Oh, I got a two. Oh, good. Yeah, um, two. you find some shotgun ammo, okay. and which you would just put together like it's for the shotgun that seems to be out in the front. I want to take and you, that. You also, uh, you find maybe two boxes of shotgun ammo. Yeah. I'm and you, you also find a derringer, uh, in the bottom drawer. That is fully loaded. Okay. And that's about it. Like um otherwise you just find typical office stuff like paperwork. Okay, I'm I'm gonna pick up the Derringer. Then mm -hmm. I'm gonna then I'm gonna walk back out. Okay, I need you to make a stealth I need you to make a stealth check. Oh, I failed that. Would you like to push the roll? Uh, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I can. Now you do realize that by pushing the roll, the absolute worst thing will happen to you if you fail again. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, fine. Oh, I passed. Okay, so as you're stealthily making your way out, you notice that um, Gabriel and William are coming back, but you manage to hide yourself so they can't see you, and you hear them like, what the hell's going on around here? And then William's like, well, it's like, it seems like whenever we got those new, those new tenants, they seem, or those guests, that's when all this like, stuff's been happening, like uh, fires, property destruction. And Gabriel goes, you think, like, who do you think they are? You think they're, you think they're investigators? William's like, I, I have no idea who they could be. We better, um, we better handle things soon, though. This is getting a little too... I, I'm just like, he's can't believe it. Oh, head hurts. Oh. So what are you going to do now, Rodriguez? You hear them. Uh, uh, can I... Whereabouts am I to where they probably are? You, um, you're, like, behind... You exit out, you hide behind the reception desk. They're, like, kind of towards, like, like, the lobby of the area, so they don't see you, but you hear them out there. Okay. Um, 
in in the office was there a window in the office yes okay i want to go back to the office and then break the window and leg it out of there okay make another stealth roll why did you just open the window? Yeah, yeah you don't have to break <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, I can't open the window. I forgot. No, I, I, I've, got, I've got the reckless abandonment going on. I apologize. I'm like, I want to create a distraction. Sorry, now we're no, just no, no. going all rambo. That was, that was metagaming it. but <laughs> I know, I forgot about it. I failed that. I got a 98. Okay, so as you're trying to creepily walk back, you trip, and you just, like, hit the ground. And then Gabriel and William turn their heads, and they notice you, and they're like, what the fuck do we have here? And Gabriel just, like, marches, like, right over to you. I point the Derringer up. Because <laughs> at this point, they're going to – they've already got suspicions on us. And them say it, so that it's my only – Call at this moment. I was pointing a derringer at them. Okay. And I'm just like, just let me go by and it'll all be okay. What do you mean, let you go by? You broke into the office. You're trying to steal stuff. Ever since you and your friends came here, you've been up to something. Well, why? Oh, okay. Why have you guys got secret hidey holes underneath um, certain rooms? All of a sudden, you hear like the cock of a shotgun. He noticed that William's holding it, and he said, "You should have just well let well enough alone." Point it right in your back. Okay. I just drop the derringer and get on my knees because. I can't fight this. Tie him up. So Gabriel kind of picks you up and he starts to tie you up. And now we're going to switch to the other group. (laughs) So, Lawson, what are we going to do now? Well, Rodriguez is going into their office. We're trying to find more evidence that your son was actually here. We've sent another gentleman off to try to go get the authorities here because whatever's going on here is a sub and police are probably better equipped to handle it. Yeah. I just hope that well, I don't know if the if the man's going to make it there. We can't really rely on that now. Mm. We need to truly understand the motive of these people and determine a plan of action that makes sense that we can all agree to. I need some fresh air. You guys decide what you're going to do, and I'll be back. You're not going alone, Mr. Drysdale. I'm going with you. No, stay here. No. You need to be alone. Just just let him, let him go, Jeremiah. You're at risk, Mr. Drysdale. We're all at risk. I just want my son back. Right, and usually people who are impassioned will sometimes do some extreme measures to do so and those extreme measures could put things at jeopardy i'm not so sure that every your friend is climbing into their going into their office i'm not sure so sure that you haven't they haven't already put everything into jeopardy 
I'm I'm not very confident at this point in your guys' ability to find my son. What are you planning on doing, Mr. Drysdale? Planning on going. Please remember, no one else. I've been very even-keeled about this whole thing. I, uh, I just go through the door and close it behind me. This is most troubling, Mr. Lawson. We're going to lose this job. I don't care about the job at this point. These people are killing people. Well, that's the assumption that we've made, right? I don't know. It doesn't... Walk through this with me, Dr. Wright. These strange holes covered with with Native American-style blankets, the Native American folktale, the person out in the woods, that operating table. What What are they trying to gain? Um, it seems like it would be important for us to get access to their room, but I'm not entirely convinced, Mr. Lawson, with due respect, that we haven't alerted a massive group of people, conspirators, in that town by notifying the police. Mr. Drysdale's life is in danger as we speak. Even Dr. Rodriguez's life, I'm sure, will be in danger at some point. I think that as long as we're here, all our lives are at risk. We need to find a way to relax Mr. Drysdale enough that we can implement some hypnotherapy and see if he can recall anything further. No, what we need to do is find and some remnants of a son. Well, I don't think that's going to happen unless we want to go journey into the woods or into the lake. His son is not in this building. His son is not in that workshop. Where, where do you think he is? I mean, where did we find the last one? They let these things run wild, Mr. Lawson. That's true. Whatever it is, is not wreaking havoc here, which means it's wreaking ha- havoc elsewhere. There is the potential that the uh, subject has already escaped before anything happened to him, but that seems rather unlikely. I'm curious where his vehicle went, and that's yes. what drives me to conspiratorial thought. Well, if they wouldn't need that and, many, they have Gabriel. And the substance on the lake, that tarry substance, that glossy substance that was on top of the lake, is unnatural. And his note stated how bad it smelled, and to be honest, it didn't smell that great when we were there. There's something amiss in that lake, Mr. Lawson. No, I agree but I don't know how to investigate that other than to send Dr. Rodriguez for a swim. I'd like you two to do a spot hidden. 57. Seven. Did you, did you I both pass. pass? Okay. Yeah, um, I, got a, I got an extreme pass. You both start to know, you both realize as you're talking, yeah, you look over and you see that Mr. Drysdale seems to be walking away, like walking towards the office. Yeah, he's going to get himself in trouble. He's going to compromise this entire thing. And so is probably Rodriguez. (laughs) Mr. Lawson, you know how much I respect you and how much I respect you as my employer. 
But if I could be frank for one moment. Yes. Please pull your shit together. You're leading this establishment. You're leading Mr. Rodriguez. You're leading me. And Mr. Drysdale has put his faith in our establishment. I know this is a lot. I know this is nerve wracking. I know you have a lot on the line for this, especially for your own career and your business. But now is the time we must study our hand and approach this in a manner befitting what it is we do. Yes, you're, you're right. I'm sorry for such harsh words. You're right. No, no, no. They were, they were very well needed. I'll do whatever you tell me to do, but the key to this entire thing is in that machine shed, I assure you. There must be some form of notes or a book potentially in their room where they're keeping a log of what's happening and we need to get access to that. Yes. Okay, so I go uh, up to the, uh, uh, the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my Derringer in hand. Uh, okay. Do I hear anything going on inside as I come up? Uh, make a listen check. Uh, 63, where's my lesson? Uh, no, my lesson's 20, so okay. I don't so hear un- Unfortunately, you don't. But as I turn the corner, what do I see? Do I see William with a shotgun? Actually, when you get there, you see William at the front desk. It looks like he seems to be like, cleaning <coughs> like they tight like tidying up the area he looks at you he gives you the smile he's like oh mr drysdale right there's something i can do for you are you enjoying your stay here so far mr brophy i say uh i hired men to help me find my son and we found ample evidence that my son has been here and i pull out the gun and point it right between his eyes Whoa, 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 Where the whoa, whoa, what's going on here? And I start to move around the counter with the gun pointed at his face. I say, look, I'll pay you anything you want. Give me my fucking son back. I don't want any trouble, sir. Please, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a freaking oubliette in my, in my office. We, you, we found a book my son had. We found uh, evidence that you've probably been bumping people off and taking their shit. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care what you guys are up to. I just want my fucking son. I, I assure you your son is not here, Mr. Drysdale. Are you saying my son's dead? Then I have no reason not to pull this trigger right here and right now. And then you hear from the corner that you see, actually you see from the corner right that a gun is drawn on you now and it is Gabriel with another Derringer. Old man, you better leave him alone before I drop you. I can pull the trigger faster than you can. Are you sure about that? Okay, 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 Every, okay, 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 okay. You see, just relax, everyone just relax. Okay, who, who are you now? Are you William? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm William. Right. I can't keep up, I can't keep up with the voices today, right. sorry. <laughs> this is why I'm doing, like, the hands up. <laughs> Where's, okay. where's Rodriguez by also? Rodriguez was in here. I don't know where that, your friend Mr. Rodriguez is. Ricard, I yell out. Rodriguez, where are you? Can I hear his voice? Or am I long gone? Uh, you can make a listen check. 
My arms. I, I still have my gun. What did you get? Did you get a regular success? Just a regular, yeah. You don't hear him, unfortunately. Needed a hard. Okay. You want your son. That's what you all want. You just want your son. Just want my son. Okay. Give her, put the gun down. He's like, boss, I ain't putting the gun down unless unless he puts his gun down first. Like, Gabriel, put the damn gun down. And Gabriel just kind of looks at Mr. Drysdale, looks back, and then takes a deep sigh and pulls the derringer down. Look, I don't care what you're up to. I don't want to know. Just want my son. All right. Come on. Let's go. Uh, you can have the gun on. You go first. I want you both ahead of me. So they start walking towards the lake. Okay. Going around like um, kind of like the back way. Okay, so we went out the back door. No, you didn't go out the back door. You like left the front, but you like went around like kind of like the back way, like the kind of like the backyard. Okay. Are yeah. the other two? Bothering to look out the window, or are they just still in there chatting with one? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're in there still. At this point, they're still in there chatting. Since <laughs> I'm guessing I'm tied up. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, we're also at two hours, by the way. Okay. And I sent you a message, Lauren. Oh, let me check that real quick then. Um. All right, so we're heading for the. The lake of all places. Okay, I got it. Um, Tim, thank you. At this point, you're walking towards the lake. You see the fog. And the fog seems to be very thick. Okay. You notice that the lake, it, you notice like um, the frogs are croaking. You notice that... Um, it's still as oily and dark as before. But as you walk towards the lake, notice that Mr. Dry... Sorry, no. You notice that Mr. Brophy and Gabriel, they just walk both with their hands up and it's like... Okay. And they're walking like past like towards the boats and everything. And it's like, all right. Here we are. What? You said you wanted to see your son. Yes, where's my son? You're going to have to wait for him. What is this? Some sort of a trick? No trick, sir. And then you start to hear like the water by the lake kind of like start to bubble. And then what? all of a sudden you see this massive oval shaped being covered in countless thin spines. Its body is colored in metallic in the form of 
the oval bears a spongy face with fang-thick lips around the mouth. You notice three yellow eyes protrude on the thin spikes, rising over the mouth. Its body plushes and shakes as it moves, making a loud vibration hum, uh, humming sound. Ancient roll Sandy check. Yeah. I think, regardless, I'm going to take three steps back and probably fall down. Uh, 91. <laughs> um, How much sanity? Um, roll a 1d10. <gasps> nice. Wait, that's a d12. You can roll 1d12 if you like. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, seven. Wow. Um, now I know you used the cards before. Do you want to use the cards in this sense? Um, in this, unless you want to tell me what happens, I got my cards. Now do the cards. It'll be interesting. I'll tell you what happens afterwards. All right. Oops. Find the ones there. These aren't the ones. I always get the wrong end of the deck. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, mix them up. Idea. Okay. What I got was psychosomatic disability. So I'm supposed to roll a six sided dice. And uh, I go blind. So I just okay. start. I yeah, you. I, I back up. I drop my gun. I'm screaming ah, ah, hysterically. From what I've and seen. as you and as you drop your gun, you hear, you hear, um, Gabriel kind of like kick, take the gun away from you, and you sound you seem to be like just brought down to your knees as he tries to like tie you up as you're stricken blind. That's going to last for five five rounds, by the way. Okay. Um, just kind of pulls you down as you're taking, you know, takes the advantage of you being blind. All right, and he, um, try to make a. I'll give you a a brawl roll if you'd like. Try to like get away from him from grabbing you with disadvantage though, because you're blind. Well, technically, that I I can't really do anything. On my oh, really? Okay, that, for then, five rounds. Oh, I thought you were just blind. Okay. Um. Yeah, that he just pulls you down and they just tie you up. Okay. And all you we just hear you scream, and that's a probably good place to end for tonight. All right. Cool. Poor dry state. <laughs> <laughs> Our players included Tim Hart, Josh Harwood, Morgan Llewellyn, and myself with Lauren Eason as Keeper of the Secrets. Uh, we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments if you enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have but we do try to keep out the spoilers, or we try to be spoiler-free. 
This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Next time, good luck, good game.